When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks again for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show, emergency Bradfoe Show. Bradfoe Show on the go because Brock Holt has retired. Yes, Brock, Brock Holt, the man who has made two appearances this calendar year on the Brad Show, Bradfoe Show, which we truly appreciate. He took to Instagram on Thursday afternoon and retired. And, you know, there's a couple of the reasons why, you know, I feel like Brock Holt really wanted to keep playing besides loving the great game of baseball. As he said on one of the podcasts, he said he would really like to see his youngest son and really his, his uh, Griff, his older son, his younger son being Ripken, get a chance to see him play a little bit more a couple of years in. Uh, he was just shy of his 10 years, I, I believe, which obviously for baseball players, that's a big deal. I don't think that was a sole motivation, but. You know, I and I also think most importantly, I thought he thinks he thought he had something in the tank. You go back to last offseason, he's working out with Mookie Betts down in Matt Nashville, felt pretty good about going to camp with the Braves. It's a non roster invitee, but his last, as it turns out, his last appearance in a baseball uniform was at JetBlue Park against the Red Sox. And he came in, I think it was like the eighth inning or something like that. And and then not, I think the next day he was released by the Braves. Never caught on. Was hoping throughout the year that he was going to catch on. Uh, didn't want to take a minor league deal. And, um, and, you know, so it just hasn't worked out. And I think he's ready to move on, whether it be broadcasting, which he was good at with Nesson this year or whatever else he wants to do. But, you know, it's I think it's a worthwhile endeavor, not only because he's a friend of the show, but just because when when you look at the Red Sox, the run that they had, that he was such a big part of it in so many ways. And you go back to when he was required. Does anyone remember when he was required acquired, who he was acquired for? And the answer, of course, is that he was a, really like a throw-in in the Joel Hanrahan deal. Red Sox needed a closer. They got Joel Hanrahan, who was lights out for Pittsburgh leading up to that. Uh, and Brock Holt came over with him. And in exchange, the most important guy going back to the Pirates was Mark Melanson. I mean, it's hard to believe that Mark Melanson was in that deal. Uh, and he it didn't work out for Melanson in Boston, did work out for him with the Pirates. And then, you know, a bunch of a couple guys who had come over in the Dodgers, the big Dodgers trade the year before. Now, this is leading, this is like in December 26, 2012. So leading into 2013, Yvonne de Jesus. I mean, who couldn't forget the Yvonne de Jesus era? Jerry Sands, another guy who came over in the Nick Punto trade, and uh, one-time top prospect or a sort of top prospect, Stomi Pimentel. So, yeah, he comes over heading into 2013 season, and still, like, he's the guy in the clubhouse. Oh, that's an interesting guy. Uh, you know, I wonder if he's going to get a chance to play. He doesn't really get a chance too much to play in that 2013 season. He only played 26 major league games, and – and he at that point he was only 25 years old so he still had some time in front of him but you know you look at you look at what he was going back and i'm just looking up right now i want to find out the guy who beat him out 
in terms of the roster spot. I mean, Pedro Seriaco was on that team. Who could forget that? Pedro Seriaco just nails in spring training. Uh, Jonathan Diaz, another guy in the 2013 team. But it doesn't matter. So Brock Holt really doesn't get a chance 2013. And then you go to the next year, 2014. Now he gets sort of a chance. He plays in 106 games, get a little bit of opportunity. And the thing of note, so we have different Brock Holt memories, right? This is one of the things about a player like this is that he, he, there are definitive times where like, I remember that moment. I remember this moment. One of the first moments I remember of really standing out with Holt, I was doing a Nesson game. And uh, so that must've been, that must've been around 2014 and 2013, maybe 2013. I was doing a Nesson game and they said, you know, we need you to go play outfield. Remember this. This was in Detroit. He'd never played outfield before. So they stick him in left field. Sure enough, ball comes to him. He makes an incredible catch. And it, that was the thing that was stuck out about Holt, wherever you put him, whether it was outfield not having played there. Obviously, he'd played middle infield, but first base having not played there. And he just did it without hesitation. And you never felt like it was going to be a problem. And then... So, you know, he plays with the Red Sox, sort of banged up by injuries. 2015, he played in 129 games. So 509 plate appearances, by far the most plate appearances that he had. And that was a year, of course, who could forget, made the All-Star team. Now, if you want to hear more about Brock Holt talking about making the All-Star team, go back to the July Bradfoe show that Courtney Finnegan and, and my good guy Coop did. So you're going to want to hear that because you want to hear about Brock Holt's experience in the All-Star. 509 plate appearances. Then really, then you talk about what is the other definitive time. And, and it was during the playoff run with the Red Sox in 2018. I don't think there's any question. You have a, He had, was red hot in that series at New York. I mean, that was, who could forget that? Oh, still only major league player ever to hit for the cycle in the playoffs. There's one other record we're going to get to in a second that still stands for Brock Holt. But you go back to that, that series against New York, he hit 667. So he was four, four, four for six. Uh, obviously had the home run, had the five RBIs. And, you know, that was the thing is that he, as hot as he was, he was benched the next day. So Kinsler plays, and and you know we talked a little bit about this on the Baseballs and Boring show with Cora. That you know Cora's just on the heater. He was the guy hit for the cycle that he then he benches him the next day, but he just no one was arguing, no one was pushing back. They were picking the spots with Hole, and they were sure picking the right ones. It seemed that during that playoff run. So you know you have that. And and he's also a guy, you know, you go back to that 2018 season. Remember the whole Joe Kelly fight club scene with Tyler Austin, like Tyler Austin slid into Holt. I mean, Brock Holt was so popular in that clubhouse. That was a guy that everybody was going to protect. I mean, they would probably protect anybody, a teammate, but he was such a popular guy, such a glue guy. And really another thing that stands out about Holt was, yeah, okay, you know, he was an example for me anyway, of how some of the stuff has been deprioritized. And we talked about that on the prior podcast with both him and Mitch Moreland, how front offices really aren't prioritizing sort of these glue guys, these glue guys like Holt was. So, you know, after 2019, he moved on from the Red Sox. So 2020 in that clubhouse in spring training, 
really it was it was we only had about a, a few weeks leading into the pandemic where everyone took off. But you could tell that that was a dead-ass clubhouse. And in large part, because you took a guy like Brock Holt out, that was a very, very real feeling. Like, you had taken him out. Sure, he had only played in 87 games the year before. They were moving on. He signs with Milwaukee. Uh, so he's moving on. So, I mean, it just wasn't going to work out. But the point is, is that you could sense – like the importance of a guy like that. And I think that that remains true. And like I said, go back to these podcasts where we talk Mitch Moreland and Brock Holt. I mean, they said, they they flat out said, now obviously they have skin in the game because they are the guys that they're being uh, not prioritized like before. But still, I mean, this is, these guys are very real important pieces for a clubhouse. And I'll never forget that clubhouse like this, how dead it was. It wasn't only Holt, it was other guys, but certainly like you look around, it's like, oh boy, you could really use that sort of that sort of presence. Now it didn't really work out at all with Milwaukee. And then he goes to Washington later that year. It doesn't really work out. Finally ends up in Texas. And, and you know, that was 2021 still, you know, only played in 76 games, had a couple of big hits against the Red Sox, but only hit 209. And, but of course, we have to mention the other bit of history that he made, besides being the only player in MLB history who hit us for a cycle in the playoffs. Brock Holt also holds the record, holds the record for the slowest pitch ever thrown, 31 miles an hour. The slowest pitch, that was in Oakland. And he tells a story in the podcast, it's pretty funny, about how the guy was, you know, is ragging on him in the bullpen out in Oakland saying, I bet you don't throw that. I bet you don't throw that slow. I bet you don't throw that slow. I'll bet you 20 bucks I don't throw that slow. So he's like, okay. He goes out, throws that slow, and then looks over, and the guy had taken off. So he's still looking for his 20 bucks. But he also revealed that he has the baseball from that slowest pitch ever, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, it's listen, I mean, there are certain things that Brock Holt can keep, can say, can reminisce about. And this and people were like, yeah, man, that I remember that or or that meant something to me or that was a defining moment in my in baseball Red Sox fandom, whatever it was. And I think that it's a, that's a testament to Brock Holt. So. Listen, congratulations to Brock Holt. He's going to go on to do great things, whether it's broadcasting. I know that he's training to run the Boston Marathon. He's got the family. Uh, he's getting a lot of chance to spend time with them. I know it's always a hard decision to put, I guess in this case, it's always a hard decision to hit send on that Instagram post. But he did it. He did it. And now that's why we're talking about him today. So hopefully we have him on here in the coming weeks. Uh, we always appreciate when he comes on. Happy retirement, Brock.